Somebody said, well, it's not going to go that long, is it? They already asked me. And it's been a great day. I wish everyone could have been around for our Senior Sunday, um, the luncheon that we had today. It was great. It was awesome to see mamas and dads and family read letters to their senior. Um, it's a great time, emotional time, a very good time. You know, it's, it's special to grow up in this congregation. I know that firsthand just on uh, being a young person that grew up here. My life was completely changed, eternally changed because of this church and because of you. And tonight, I just want to share some of those things. I've got three quick points. Um, the video is going to be pretty lengthy, so I want to be, be able to honor our seniors tonight in that. But I am glad that you're here. I hope you will stick around. Uh, we've got plenty of cake. You can get like seconds and thirds if you want. So stick around with us. Enjoy some time. Our seniors' tables are set back, set up in the back. I have said it a few times, but Miss Lori Harris has, has done so much work for that. When you see her, tell her thank you, okay? We have 11 seniors. Jesus sent out the 12. This year we're going to send out the 11. Real quick, I just want to share just three quick points tonight. And I talked a little bit this morning in class about this idea and this topic, but we're going to kind of just go a little further and take that further. But before I start, I want to read this to you. Um, like I said, it was very emotional today. and it, These moms and dads are saying in some ways goodbye for a little bit to their, to their babies. They're saying, um, you know, I've seen you grow up. There were some incredible stories that were shared. I've seen you grow up. I remember your first steps. I mean, we, we've, wor- we've worked through this first year with our daughter now. And I share this today. I used to think parents were just kind of crazy, and now I get it. You just—they're just your babies, and you love them, and you do anything for them. You know, I used to get all these questions before we go on trips, and, and now that I'm a parent, I get it. I get it. You love your kids so much. I'm told that when they become teenagers, you love them so much you just want to strangle them at times. But you love them. You'll do anything for them. I want to read to you a book that me and Lindley have been reading today. It's called "If I Could Keep You Little." Y'all can go, oh, if you want to. But it's, it's something, a lot of you guys have seen these books, and I normally read something like this, but it kind of goes in, t- in touch with what we, and in line with what we talked about today. And as a dad now, it touches your, your heartstrings to think about this. Because I know it won't be long, and, and um, Lindley will be a senior. I, know, I hear that just so much from parents that when their kids graduate, I turned around and my kids were gone. And it flies by. And it seems like the older they get, the faster that goes. I'll start reading. If I could keep you little, I'd hum you lullabies, but then I'd miss you singing your concerts, big surprise. If I could keep you little, I'd hold your hand everywhere, but then I'd miss you knowing, I can go, you stay there. If I could keep you little, I'd kiss your cuts and scrapes, but then I'd miss you learning from your own mistakes. I wish you could see the pictures in this. So cute. If I could keep you little, I'd strap you in real tight, but then I'd miss you swinging from your treetop height. If I could keep you little, I'd decide on matching clothes, but then I'd miss you choosing dots on top and stripes below. Which I think is kind of popular now, maybe. If I could keep you little, I'd cut your, your bread into shapes, but then I'd miss you finding, hey, I like ketchup with my grapes. If I could keep you little, I'd tell you stories every night, but then I'd miss you reading the words you've learned by sight. If I could keep you little, I'd pick pick for you a friend or two, but then I'd miss you finding friends you like who like you too. 
And if I could keep you little, I'd push your, your ducky float, but then I'd miss you feeling the wind behind a summer's boat. If I could keep you little, we'd nap in our fort midday, but then I'd miss you sharing adventures from camp away. If I could keep you little, I'd fly you with my feet, but then I'd miss you seeing skies and clouds from your seat. Last page. If I could keep you little, I'd keep you close to me, but then I'd miss you growing into who you're meant to be. If I could keep you little, I'd keep you close to me, but then I'd miss you growing into who you're meant to be. You know, there's certain songs that are in my head now. I never thought I'd be that I would know Doc McStuffins. Um, man, Mickey, why is Mickey Mouse song in my head half the day? The other day, I keep Lindley on Fridays, and um, she was gone the other day. She actually took a two-hour nap, and it wasn't until she woke up that I realized for two straight hours I had been watching Mickey Mouse and Doc. It's funny as a parent what you do, and we've got to hear some just incredible stories, and I wish we could share them all, but I want to share just three things tonight with you seniors and things um, you, any of you know are going to be a little redundant that you've heard from me before, but I just want to share that I love you guys, and I can't wait to see. I'm just looking at you two because you're sitting by yourselves here. I can't wait to see what God has in store for you in your life. And I, these are three things that I think, whether you're a senior or no matter where you're at in life, that you can take and it can make you a better person, more productive, closer to God. Uh, turn over to Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. After I read my little, if I could keep you little poem up here. My first point tonight is something that I think is just going to be pivotal, pivotal for you in your life is um, that you seek God the most. That you seek God first. You're going to seek so many different things. Your career, you know, your adventure, uh, acceptance, love. Seek God. Seek Him first. Seek Him above all those things in your life. This is to all of us. Let's seek God first. What happens when we start doing that? Matthew chapter 6. Two different verses there in Matthew. We sing this song. Matthew chapter 6. Let's start at 33. Seek first, his, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. One of the things that was shared today when parents, parents wrote a letter today, for a lot of you that didn't know, and they said, you know, these are our hopes and dreams and aspirations. We want to see you do this. And our seniors, and you can come back here and look at the tables, they are just decorated with honors, you know, whether it's band or athletics or scholastics or whatever it is. Scholastic, academics, you know what I mean. Whatever it is, our kids have done well. Scholastics, what does that even mean? Kenabeth says it's right. She's smarter than me. Okay, good. No matter what, no matter what you know, so many, they've, they've done it all. And I will go look at Kenabeth's jacket back there. There's no more room for a medal, Kenabeth. You've won it. They all have. We've had some remarkable kids come through our youth program. Um, they're smart. They're talented. But what, what you hear from parents is saying, you, the, the greatest thing I was able to see from you is, and it's remarkable what they said, the day you became a Christian. You know, is there anything greater as a parent that you want to see? You know, I've got big hopes and dreams. Hope Lindley has a successful life and a career and all those things already. 
But man, at the end of the day, I wanted to be a Christian. I wanted to be a Christian first. So that's what I would say, number one tonight, you seniors and all of us, seek God the most. Seek Him first. There's going to be so many things in your life, and we're all, it seems like, in this race, in this rat race where life's going so fast. Push pause some. Philip talked about that a few weeks ago. Push pause and seek God. Seek God in your personal prayer life. Seek God, seek God in, the, in the relationships that you build. Seek God at college. I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but the greatest church that is growing in, the, in, the, in, our, college, in our colleges today is the Box Springs Church of Christ on Sunday morning. If you don't know what that means, that means uh, you're staying in your bed. Get it? It wasn't that funny. I didn't expect you to laugh. But... And Philip talked about it this morning. You know, you guys forever have been monitored, and your parents have said, Hey, I want to know where you're going, who you're going to be with, what you're doing Sunday morning. Even if you didn't want to be sometimes, your parents, they encouraged it. I hope they did. And I know some of you came on your own, and that's wonderful. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough when you get to college. Statistics tell us today that six, six closer to seven out of ten young people lose their faith during college from college to your mid-twenties. That scares me to death as a minister. That's one of the things we talked about today. And We just had a retreat where we talked about being relentless in your faith. And I want you guys to seek God relentlessly, number one. Number two, we talked about this this morning. If you want to turn over to Matthew chapter 14, we'll be in Matthew most of the time tonight. I've shared this story before, but a few years ago, and some of our seniors were on that trip, we did a mission trip, inner city Chattanooga, and we actually went to the Okoe. If you've never floated it, you got a good back, it's awesome. You may get thrown out. It's pretty fun. Well, we were in, we were in our raft with this guide. We all got in, the, I think it was about six to a boat, eight to a boat, something like that. Uh, Wendell, I remember you sitting on front, riding the bull. But anyway, you get, you get in, but one of the big things, they've got these college kids that do this all the time who are in shape, who are trained, and, and they're your captain. They're, they're, they're in the boat, okay? Because we don't know. I mean, I've got a trolling motor. I know how to use that. The, the little oar and stuff, not so good with that. All right, so we're in the boat for a total of a minute, maybe. And we're doing several miles. And our guide's trying to show out, as he did all day. He liked a couple of our girls, I think. He was trying to show out, and he, they were doing these jumps. He'd hit a big wave, and they'd jump up. Well, the guide hits a wave, jumps up, and just goes flying out of the boat. Okay? So I'm sitting there like, I don't have any clue what to do right now, but let's get our guide back in the boat. That happens in Matthew chapter 14. Turn over there, chapter 20, verse 22. The guide that's in your boat and the people that are in your boat, and that's the second point, will change, will, will change your life drastically. The people that you allow into your life and into your circle and into your boat will change your eternity, especially for the next few years. Choose the right people. I looked around and I said, you know, that's, that's the idea of having God in the boat with us, but we lost our guide, and there will be times in the next few years where you will be tempted to lose your guide. Keep Jesus in the boat with you. Matthew 14, 22. Immediately He made the disciples get into the boat and go before Him to the other side while He dismissed the crowds. And after He had dismissed the crowds, He went up on the mountain by Himself to pray. When evening came, He was there alone, but the boat, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, He came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw Him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, 
it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered Him, Lord, if it is You, command me to come to You on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got on the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out His hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? In this text in Matthew 14, we talked about this in class this morning, but one of the things that had already happened is Jesus had calmed the seas. I mean, they had seen these miracles and Jesus is getting more famous. People are starting to follow Him. He had just fed the five, probably 10,000 people. Okay, He's getting these crowds. He's becoming famous. And then they're still asking these questions. Who is Jesus? And Jesus is about to tell them. But I think it's interesting, Peter, in this story where he is. As, as, he, as he keeps his eyes focused on Jesus, he's good. And it seem, seems like in the text, when he loses sight of Jesus, he starts to sink. And that will happen in our lives, whether you're 18 or 88. Um, when we quit focusing on Jesus, we sink. And that's one thing that I want you to do, and that was the second point. Be careful who you allow in your boat. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Bad company corrupts good morals. And we, you've grown up in a church, and that sounds so cliche just saying that. But it does. Spend time with people who love the Lord. Date people who love the Lord. Marry somebody who loves the Lord and who loves you. I've said that a lot, haven't I? Good. I'm glad. Uh, something we talked about this morning. Our senior juniors and seniors both are writing a letter to their spouse. I can't wait one day to give that to you and you give that to the person that you said, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So tonight, seek God the most. Be careful who you allow in your boat with you because it changes everything. Peter was in with disciples and he still doubted and he still lost faith. And we all know this and we've been able to see this and just at 30 now, the people that you put in your corner right now will, will, will make you who you are. They will make or break you. I hope you choose somebody good to be there. Choose people who love the Lord. Last tonight, I just want to challenge you to stay faithful. Like I said, the statistics tell us, and I'm a big statistics guy, you know me. Six out of seven, six or seven out of ten of you will leave the church during these times. As a minister, I've told you this scares me to death, but I want to ask you that during these times, we just talked about being relentless, to be faithful, and to stay faithful, and to be steadfast during these times, because it's going to be the easiest time to come unattached. We talked about it and already shared it. Mom and Dad aren't there. You do have freedom. Stay connected to God. It's going to be the most pivotal time of your life that you reach for God, that you, that you yearn for God, that you really, really trust in God. And that will all be changed by the fact that you seek Him, that you have the right people in your boat, and that, that those things will just change if you're faithful or not. I can't wait to see who you marry. I can't wait to see what happens, you know, what achievements you have in life. But most importantly, I can't wait to see the 11 of you guys in heaven with me one day. And these years, these next years of your life can separate you from God. Don't let it happen. Be relentless against that. I've told this and I've shared this a lot this weekend. We are losing 11 incredible young people. And so Jesus sent out the 12. We're going to send 11 this year. But God's got plans for you. What, what, what did the 12 do? What can 11 young people do in this world as they disperse to different colleges if they love the Lord and they keep Him first? I mean, there's nothing. 
the potential and possibilities are endless. I'm just, I just, I know there's so much potential there, but as we think about these things, take heed to what we're talking about tonight. I shared in class tonight, and it's something that we've done. If you're a mentor to one of these young people, stay connected with them. It's, it's the easiest time to unplug, stay faithful, stay connected. You guys are going to Freed Hardeman, to Libscombe. Okay, to Mississippi State, to Memphis. You're going all over. Take Jesus to that school. Take Him there. Because there's going to be somebody in your life, and I think God's taking you to that place for some reason. There's going to be somebody in your class, in your school, that needs Jesus. Take Him there. Don't forget where you came from. I want to close with uh, Luke chapter 15 tonight. The story of the prodigal son. We've talked about all this precautionary stuff, but what happens when you do lose your faith? And what happens when you do get to a point where you don't see God anymore? Luke chapter 15. I'm going to find it in a minute. Verse 17 is where it hits him. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. What does this story tell us, all of us, not just graduates? But there's nothing that we can do that can separate us from the love of Jesus. No matter what, where you go and what you do in your life, never forget where you came from and never forget who loves you and never forget whose you are and who you belong to. Galatians 2.20 says that I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. When you became a Christian, Ben, you preached on this good last night. Hope we get to hear that lesson. When you became a Christian, you signed, you signed an agreement with Christ. Said it's me and you now, and it, and it seems like so many times in college, I'm just talking to you guys just for a second here, that we forget that that, that life gets too busy, that temptation gets too big, that we forget God. I love this story because he 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 messes up, and there's going to be times in your life where you mess up. The beautiful thing about this story is that the Father is God and He's got His arms open and He's just waiting for you to return. So no, no matter what you do, no matter what road you go down, God, God loves you. So we've talked about the precautionary side and we've talked about the other side. What do we do with a text like that? No matter what age or where we're at in life, God loves us. He sent His Son for us. Um, such an elementary truth tonight as we think about this. Um, Maybe you're in a place tonight where you have turned your back on Jesus. You've turned your back on God. Maybe you need prayers as you start college. I hope whoever closes us tonight remembers our refreshments, but also remembers the names of all these young people who are going to be going to college and going to be leaving us. I'm thankful for Donnie for, sharing, for, for taking those names individually before God this morning. But maybe you're here tonight and you're prodigal and, and that you're lost and that you know that you just need to make those steps back to God. 
Um, I'll encourage you to, to, to come forward and ask for prayers tonight. Maybe you're in a place like Emma was last weekend where you want to make some kingdom decisions and you want to get your life right. I'm, I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for what you do for young people. It truly takes a village to, to change and to really cultivate a young person. And these young people have had elders and deacons and advisors and mentors and teachers and people who have just loved on them. And you'll see it tonight back here. I want to say for them, thank you. For me, thank you. It's wonderful to be a part of this church. Maybe you're here tonight and you need prayers, and you need the love of this church, um, come as we stand and sing together. Thank you again for joining us tonight. Uh, before we wrap up the, the devotional portion of our worship tonight, uh, we do would like to offer, uh, if you weren't able to take the Lord's Supper this morning, it's been prepared in a classroom to your left. I really want to close with uh, the song God's Family uh, before uh, we close in prayer and move forward with our celebration of our seniors tonight. Uh, again, we thank you for joining us. We hope you'll stick around for the video and the reception that will follow. If you don't mind, let's go to the next slide. We'll close uh, with this song. <clears throat> We're part of the family that's been born again. Part of the family whose love knows no end. For Jesus has saved us and made us His own. Now we're part of the family that's on its way home. 
And sometimes we laugh together, sometimes we cry, sometimes we share together heartaches and sighs, sometimes we dream together of how it will be when we all get to heaven God's family and though some go before us we'll all meet again just inside the city as we enter in there'll be no more parting with Jesus will be together forever, God's family. And sometimes we laugh together, sometimes we cry, sometimes we share together heartaches and sighs. Sometimes we dream together of how it will be when we all 